KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Mental Health America is a nonprofit focused on promoting and advocating for mental health for all Americans. They recently released their annual State of Mental Health in America report, and we wanted to dig into it. So we caught up with the president and CEO of Mental Health America, Schroeder Stribling. Just kind of as a blanket question, overall at this point, what what do you feel? What does this report show the state of mental health in America? Well, first of all, Matt, thanks for having me and thanks for highlighting this issue, which is so important. The bottom line from our perspective at Mental Health America is that the mental health crisis that we have been following for many years, um, this is the eighth, our eighth year of doing this report in particular, we know that the mental health crisis has only been deepening over the past decade, and we certainly know that the past two years have had an enormous negative toll on the mental health of all of us as the mental health effects are directly twinned with the health effects of the pandemic. So the State of Mental Health Report, kind of talk to me about what went into it, what were you looking for, uh, and what it showed. Mm -hmm. So this report, as I mentioned, this is our eighth year of doing it. So it's a year-over-year comparison. It looks at all 50 states. And essentially, it is looking at two things. One is prevalence, and the other is access. Prevalence is how many youth, how many adults are experiencing mental health conditions, substance use conditions, or crises. And access is all about how many of those people experiencing those conditions or crises are able to get to the services that they need and the help that they need. So when we look at this 2019 snapshot, we the picture that we see is very troubling already. We see that 50 million adults, some one in five of us adults experienced a major depressive episode. One in 20 adults was having serious suicidal ideation. And significantly, more than half of those did not receive any treatment. Similarly, for youth, we're very concerned that 10% of youth, 1 in 10, are having a severe major depression. This is even more concerning for youth of color who come in at 15% experiencing a severe major depression. And there again, there's an access problem where we see that 60% of those with those mental health conditions, those youth are not getting access to the services that they need. And just so I'm clear, you looked at data from 2019 for this report. Am I correct? Yeah, you're correct about that. The reason that we do that is that we use seven federal data sets and we wait for them to be complete. And the most complete year that they have is 2019. So we have been comparing year over year for eight years. And the year before this, obviously, we've been in 2018. So as you can well imagine, what we expect to see next year and the year after that is really where we're going to see the mental health effects of the pandemic reflected. So we expect the prevalence to be worse. What we can really work on in the meantime is access, because that's where we have leverage to affect positive change. Looking over the report uh, for our listeners concentrated in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, uh, it seems like they are two states that are 
doing a pretty good job of addressing? Am I reading the data correctly? Yeah, you're reading the data correctly. And um, a couple of things that are pertinent to that. One is the uh, expansion of Medicaid. We know that expanding Medicaid expands access for people. This is something that we certainly advocate for. Also, it's true in Pennsylvania uh, that, uh, well, there's an opportunity for Pennsylvania also to pay attention to the 988 mental health crisis response system that is being built now. This was passed by federal legislation. It is now up to the states to enact the uh, plan for the funding and the design and the implementation, the infrastructure of this mental health crisis response system so that it will be functional and ready to respond to people in crises when it becomes live in July of, of this year. So that's something that that else to focus on. But I would say that especially as you look at the youth numbers, I think that in Pennsylvania, there's must be, uh, there's positive access for youth in schools and there's always other things to work on. But I think you're right that clearly your states are working to address the problems as they arise. When you talk about uh, things that can still be worked on, are there kind of universal things that, uh, you know, that we aren't yeah. doing a good job of addressing uh, kind of across the board and some things that would make access even easier? Well, there's certainly some universal things. And I would start with the very big picture things of stigma and equity. That Those are things that we can always be working on. And frankly, I think we have a unique opportunity to really hit hard on stigma right now when so many of us have had our own direct mental health experience ourselves or a loved one when they, we have had so many public figures speaking out publicly about how it's okay not to be okay. I think this is really a moment for us to realize we all have mental health just as we all have health and there ought not be any stigma, shame, or bias associated with that. The other thing to focus on is equity in all of our responses, just as the pandemic health-wise, has been disproportionately deleterious to low-income neighborhoods, communities of color. The very same thing is true for the mental health effects as well. So we need to be aware of all of those. Then the general responses are the things that we've talked about, expanding Medicaid, being ready for the new mental health crisis system, school-based services. Additionally, there are things like telehealth options, making sure those are that can be an access issue. To do that, you also have to ensure the other infrastructure issues like broadband access, so that if you've got a rural youth who needs to have a telehealth option, that they are able to actually use it. You mentioned getting eliminating the stigma and, you know, high profile people. We just had in Philadelphia, one of the key Philadelphia Eagles players, Lane Johnson, miss a few games. And it came out that he was battling depression uh, and anxiety issues. How big is it to not just have uh, someone of high profile, but specifically from a league like the NFL, which I think kind of overall over the years, over the decades, uh, was looked at as you tough it out, you get back out there, you you get a drink of water, shake your head, and and, and play again. How much uh, help is it 
seeing not only a player admit he's having these issues from the NFL, but having the team kind of treat it like Lane will be back when he's ready. We are ready to embrace him and just kind of, of treating it like the problem it is instead of that it's something wrong. Oh, I love that story. And I'm so glad that you told me about it. And I hope that it that we continue to lift up that story and others like it. The fact that Lane was able to take the time that he needed, the fact that the team supported him in doing so, that is exactly how we want stigma to be dissolved so that these issues can be addressed. Having depression, having anxiety is no different than having a torn ACL. It is health and mental health are equivalent. And the false dichotomy that we have is um, something that we continue to work on. So the, I really appreciate all of these athletes who have been open, all these public figures who've been open. Starting way back at the beginning of the pandemic, we had Michelle Obama acknowledging that she was experiencing mild depression. Any of us who are able to speak openly, I myself have felt the, the mental health effects during the pandemic. All of us who are able to speak openly about what it feels like and about our mental health, that is an enormous help. And I think what you've, the story you've shared is a, is a success story all the way around. And I'm wishing the very best for Lane in his recovery. You talk about this is 2019 data, and obviously the last couple of years, it's been a lot. I mean, how much are you bracing for what we're going to learn about the last couple of years? Because, I mean, the numbers from 2019 are are alarming. It's just going to kind of be on steroids, isn't it? You, you, you're absolutely right. We should all be bracing. In fact, we should all be already braced because it's happening now. And I think just as the health effects of the pandemic aren't over, the mental health effects aren't over. And in fact, the mental health effects may have a longer tail than the health problems. So we have to be ready to address that what we already know is an increased mental health crisis and the ongoing effects of post-traumatic stress that we'll see, the long-term resolution of issues, depression, anxiety, substance use for people. This is something that we need to be responding to right now. We really don't have a minute to waste our own real-time data that comes in through our screening program online demonstrates that we're already seeing youth and adults having greater prevalence of mental health conditions. So it is happening, and we need to be ready to address this immediately. Somebody's listening to this, having problems, and wants to start the process of, of getting help. What are your... What's your advice? Where, where does someone start? Well, the first piece of advice that I have for anyone who's listening, who is struggling in any way, is to know that they're worthy of help, that they're worthy of whatever resources they need. Next thing I would say is that we have a wonderful free online screening tool at Mental Health America, which is mhanational.org. It's anonymous, confidential, it's free. Anyone can go, a youth or an adult, to screen themselves if they're concerned about depression or anxiety, thoughts of self-harm, thoughts of suicide, other changes in mood or behavior or substance use. All of those things are something you can screen yourself for. And then you can get additional information after that about how you might follow up 
where you might want to look for help and resources from there. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.